Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Beachside Nerds. This is episode 12. Happy Halloween to those of you guys who are listening. Uh, I don't have my pumpkin costume this year. Kyle, you have your costume? Yes, the assassin from this year's annual con. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Remy? You got a costume? I do not. No? Do you, do you even partake in Halloween? I have before, Yeah. not in a while. You got lots of candy. <laughs> I trick-or-treated in um, Kentucky once. Oh, because if he's trick or treating in Kentucky in Antigua, that means he went to rob the joint. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a mask. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I'm like, can I put your phone on silent? You're chiming in at the right time. Hey, yo, yo, yo. How you, how you guys' week been, bro? Last week we had a scare. Yes, almost a hurricane. Yeah, almost it a hurricane. Scare to me. It was a fun time. It was a fun time for you? Yes. Oh, this is your friend Eva, by the way, talking. Yes, um, <laughs> head case, yeah, you remember his name. And, I remember uh, my I name, Lowly Man, Lowly Man. Relaxing on that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah. You say skier. I have been through category three and four hurricanes, vividly remembered in my mind. No, this did not scare me whatsoever. I believe we were prepared for it. I was hoping for the destruction of mayhem that it would have caused to some of the foliage that needs some of the branches broken off and the gutters cleaned. But that was it. I didn't see it as a major issue. If your house roof has not been maintained in all these years of what, 20 plus years of not having a proper hurricane in Antigua, and your house roof gets blown off, that's a you problem. That is kind of cold, Kyle. <laughs> the thing is, most times, if you have a hurricane like every other year, People are more likely to fix things. Exactly. But 20 years past. Exactly. <laughs> just laid back, last of day school, and just how expensive to maintain, people forget. Yeah, but there's a building standard we usually have, and it doesn't seem like some people are following it via DCA. Hey, anyway, we we moved on from that. Anyway, too, did, that, did, that that's, <laughs> that's too grand. This is, not, this is not a construction episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a bit scary, to be honest. Yeah, for some, it was a scary thing. I have never experienced a hurricane. To be honest with you, I don't know some some quirk, so some quirk of, <laughs> of, of luck. Like, what? What? You've lived in your the Caribbean all your life. I am serious. I'm here to say, bitch, and you have um, never experienced never. a hurricane. Let's, let's see. There's he hurry. He must have island jumped. Hugo Lewis. Lewis. Yes, literally. Hugo Lewis. George. George Irma, Irma. Lenny. Yeah. Um. Well, Irma, I was there for. I was there for Irma, but. Irma just dealt with Barbuda, ain't it? Pretty much. Yeah, and but we still saw it her one in our time, way, just like the one time I think plus plus plus. I'm like, wait, what? The one time I think a hurricane was actually coming here, it lost power before it it reached, so it downgraded, and we just got a whole lot of rain. Was that Gaston? Gaston. <laughs> we had a storm named Gaston. Yeah, I think that was last year, or year before. No, that wasn't last year. That was about. It was. I say about six years ago. No, no, no. Gaston was Corona. Well, Gaston, mm. but the one I was referring to is not that one. Oh, okay. That was about six or seven years ago. Oh, the one that just brought a whole a lot when of I rain. Was, I don't remember if that was Larry. I, I was talking about that just the other day. Um, it just brought a lot of rain. That mm. was the first time we have had that kind of monsoon kind of situation going on in Antigua. But well, well for, some, for some quirk of luck, right? Since I, since I was a youth, I used to back and forth between Antigua and Dominique coming up to Antigua for summer. So it just turned out that every time I'm about to travel, 
is just before a storm pass <laughs> either over Antigua <laughs> or near Antigua. And if one is passing near Dominica, I'm in Antigua for the summer. You see, you see how this one works? You see? You see? You see? So this is why he never experienced such gloriousness of a, but, a hurricane. But for some strange reason, I've been in Antigua straight for like the last 20 odd years or something like that. And I don't know. Call it global warming. Changing the, the, the patterns of, of the storms and that sort of stuff. But, or just my own chi extending out over the Caribbean Sea. Um, I don't know. I, I just not experiencing any storms. And I'm grateful for that. But, okay, I, 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 this is actually a pretty nice segue. Yes. So October is not just the month of pumpkin spice latte. It's also... <laughs> Speaking of which, I've never had that. I would like to taste it once. It's but just very sweet. It is? Yeah. I love sweet stuff. <laughs> but it's also the horror month. The month when we, we take part in all the scary, spooky stuff. And <clears throat> I think this is our theme for today, actually. Because I was thinking back on what sort of movies scared me. So I'm going to put that to you all. Are there any movies that you've seen that scared you in your lifetime? <clears throat> the Exorcist, yes. when I first saw it, we probably like 13. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, that was probably, like, everybody was pretending not to be scared. It was a bunch of, you know, <laughs> teenage boys. Yeah. But everybody was just like, you know, you know when people are lying about something. <laughs> so they just... <laughs> Everybody's like kind of there. They got a nervous look. Nervous watching this movie. And we're like, this is crazy. <laughs> but, the machismo yeah. must stand out. Stand I don't strong. think it would hold up in its scariness now. But then, yeah, it was mm. probably the scariest movie I'd ever seen. What about you, Cal? Okay. The Exorcist was a great movie. It was quite thrilling at the time. I'll never deny that. But growing up in my childhood... There are two movies that stood out the most. One, because uh, uh, as a child, I was thrown into the clutches of Christianity and I was back and forth out of church. So one movie that hit me very hard as a child, not the scariest, but it hit me near as the one I'm going to mention after is The Omen. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That mm. one scared and frightened the world out of me because, again, seeing that we live in a Christian world, so you see these are things that, hey... Bible says these kind of situations are going to happen one day. I was like, Jesus, no, I don't want to be alive for that time. Let me be 100 plus and dying. I'm terribly sorry. Lord, those situations and Damien, let him be born. Never. Um, moving on. But the one that scared me, because I've been watching horror movies since I was maybe five, six, sneak out, go watch TV and, and then wake up in the bed because they, they just lift me up and carry back in the bed as a child, mm. was Hellraiser. And... Mm -hmm. Hellraiser was the epitome of horror. You've seen Hellraiser, Remy? I have. Yeah. Hellraiser with Pinhead is yeah. the epitome of horror. When back in the day, the where they body used body horror, practical effects that you could just see this. You know, if you entered in, you watch a movie right now, you see a CGI horror. You don't. You're not gonna really ever <clears throat> properly depict that in your head. Unless you have been somebody that has been exposed to the dead bodies in a certain way, but it still doesn't seem real in the room. You watch Hellraiser and you see those things pulled apart and ripped to pieces and inserted kind of gory fashion. You know you can walk into a room in real life or on the set and it's like, 
Nope. I nope. Mm-mm. Goodbye. I would not sleep properly during those days. I'd be watching the shadows constantly. At times, it felt like the shadows were just jumping up and down. Everything creeped me up, especially that the fact we were living in a very old house when I was a child. So everything was bothering me, especially the bats in the roof. It was like, <laughs> yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I did not sleep properly at times. I'm terribly sorry. I think, I think most of my horror movie um, experiences, you know, more closer to adulthood than like really small. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they probably one of the the most frightening movies to me was The Descent. Have you ever seen The Descent? No. It sounds familiar. Uh, what was that about? It's not even like supernatural kind of thing. It's where some a bunch of women go um, spelunking in a cave. Oh, that. Oh, yes. I know yeah, about it. I haven't like watched these it. Creatures oh. in the no, cave. I've watched part of it. I've watched, mm. I never watched the whole it's thing. It's like a survival horror bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've, watched, I've watched part of it. That, like, Gave me nightmares for quite some time. Well, maybe you plan to go in caves. It won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was there was probably one that cause my dad used to love horror movies and he'd be just watching them randomly. I was watching one over his shoulder, kind of. Mm-hmm. But it was where I think it's called like Screamers or something like that. But it's where they're on an alien planet or something fighting some sort of war and like. The screamers are like little children that are, ro- they're robots disguised as children on the battlefield. And then they like, their head like opens up into oh, blades and stuff it. like that. But that's a long time ago. <laughs> I, I, I think I've seen <laughs> it too. Rips people apart. But the, the creepy parts about it was like the, you know, the childlike. Speaking of the devil. <laughs> noises they're making. Speaking to, of the devil. Children of the corn. In. Kyle. Children <laughs> of the corn. So, I was going to call Children of the Corn, right, the original one, mm-hmm. as um, I think one of the first horror movies I've seen that like really scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> right? There's Children of the Corn. Of course, there's like Freddy Krueger and stuff. Right? Um, but what's it called? Nightmare on Elm Street. As a child, Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. What are the, what are the Jason movies called again? Um, uh, Oh, oh crud it's not Jason they call it no. uh, oh gosh <laughs> Crystal Lake uh, oh my gosh what kind of, uh, remember Jason's movies hey google that Remy <laughs> I have to yeah, yeah um, but there's the slasher films right and they were they were scary I guess Friday the 13th Friday yes, the 13th yes, yeah. yes, yes I think I saw Friday the 13th part 2 that was the uh, everything after that didn't scare me because then I was just like you know these are all kind of Hilarious. I watched all yeah. of them. But Friday the 13th, part two. Scared. <laughs> I, I, I watched all of them. Jason Go to Hell, all of them. I watched every single one. Yeah, I've, I've watched all of them as well. All too. the Chuckies too. But the, um, I would say Candyman, as a slasher horror film, had scared me. And I think it had more to do with the, having the, the look temerity in, look in, to say. Look in the mirror, say Candyman five times. Go ahead, say Candyman yeah, five go ahead, times go ahead, in the mirror. You know, I tried that. I only ever got to three, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think the, the scariness in those movies for me have to do more with the atmosphere. Like at home, really. One in particular that stand out, I remember one October, sometime in October, as a, as a youth. Um, you know, they'd have like these marathons yeah. on, on cable TV. They'd have, oh yeah, th- 30 days of horror, you know, and I'm there, I'm watching and it was a Saturday 
my grandma, she went to do the groceries. So it was just me one at home. And it was overcast, kind of like how it is now. And I was watching Rosemary's Baby. (laughs) I was watching Rosemary's Baby. And it was going well. You know, Rosemary's Baby is an all right horror film, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of of vibes. But then I think when Candyman came on, or was it Pumpkinhead? One of them. I was watching. Pumpkinhead. And then, you know, like a gust of breeze, gust of wind would blow. I just knock a window or something and mm-hmm. I just started losing my shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I enjoy horror and there were quite a few that I didn't get a chance to see. So I created my own little ritual in October. So I used to sit down and just binge watch a whole bunch of horror series during October with food and so on, like late night binging. You ever done anything like that? Yeah, of course. But it wouldn't be horror. It's usually anime. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so we've encountered like horror in, in various mediums, games, movies, um, in music as well. And I guess like over time for me, the fear factor in horror has, was like severely diminished. I don't like horror where they show the monsters. I don't like horror where they, they reveal who the, the major threat is. Because mm-hmm. I think the, the true horror, the true fear comes in the not knowing. Would you agree? It does. I can agree with that. But sometimes you're just like, you're just playing with me after a while. You're just tickling me now. You're just teasing. I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm-mm. When you, the, it, it, it just becomes a mystery, murder mystery after a while. It, it's mm. just like, mm. when now, again, when you start getting certain images in your head, you don't necessarily see what they do. Mm-hmm. You just know somebody is either dead or missing. Mm. Those are the more horrific points. Or it, 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 Again, it's not the whole fact of you just like, hey, you just have this guy just around the room straight, 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 and you're like, you're not seeing anybody for near or uh, of the movie. Uh, well, you know, what do you mean? Chucky was scary now. The whole idea of I a little doll in animate object. Around the time it came it out. <laughs> and I had fun with it. Brother man, there's nothing scarier than a tiny little doll grabbing your foot and pulling you under the bed. It never, you, it you never mad. scared me. It never scared me. <laughs> I just Hi, found it. My I was, name is Chucky. I, I, trust me, as a young person at the time, I was uh, just smiling and laughing at, at Chucky. I'm terribly sorry. Because you're a psycho, Kyle. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you amused me and so forth because the whole aspects and so forth because... When you can deal with a scenario is one thing. When you can't deal with a scenario is another thing. I see a living doll. Hey, gasoline matches. It is stronger than you, Kyle. No, no, no. It, it is a supernatural than entity. No, no, no. It only got stronger than you the longer you left it there to Kyle, a Obia man parts. go inside the doll and murdering no, people. No, no, an amateur Obia man. Till an Obia man he be, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then he was, that's the only spell he had. He had to okay, put himself what in about, the dark um, or his body. All right, all right, spell. all right, all right. What about Puppet Master? Oh, no, that's a different story now. Right? Same same scenario, you have an Obi man controlling dolls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Murder a dolls. A ton of them. And the thing about it, more dolls keep on popping up. That's the problem with Puppet Master. Because you, you don't usually get near to him. The dolls get to you. Yeah, Puppet Master as well was one of those that frighten me and what's the one with the vehicles that were just killing people cars 
It was cars. They it's were car, like trucks. Car. I know it's cars or trucks. I know the movie you're talking about with the sentient vehicles that were going around killing people till they had them all he- uh, held up in um. We call it again, uh, like a gas station. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then the, the the trucks had to bargain with the people to give them fuel because they were driving around so much. If they go out to fuel, they can't do nothing. They die technically so or left to stop. So that they were like they couldn't just say they could just go and kill the people inside the, the gas station. That's just <laughs> like, mm. please, please feed us. We won't. We promise we won't kill you. <laughs> you know. You know what really scared me though, like as an adult. Um, what's what's that movie where these people trucks, escape trucks. death? Final Destination. Yes. Oh, I thought it was the movie. The where, first one. That was just a gore fest. I was amused by. It was just amused. What? It was a gore fest. man, that it frightened me. It was just a gore fest. It's just like yeah, these are scenarios that have happened to people in real the life. The whole it was just idea. Like a thousand ways to die in a movie form. The whole idea that. You're an error on death's list, and he's just doing all sorts, all sorts of setup to kill you, right? And specifically you. I mean, dude. Right, he'll mess up the list if he tries to kill anybody else dude, that is not you. That was or death. Yeah. Let's just. What was it? It switches to the the next person that was supposed to be. Yeah, next oh, person that's supposed to be, and then it can like reset and all kind of stuff. But then it started to reconfigure and do all kind of extra stuff after a few movies. I, I didn't like the others. The first one, yeah. I really liked. The first one was great. The second yeah. one, third, fourth, and all the rest was like, I mean, come on. It started to become comical. It's one yeah. thing. I think the scary part of it is okay. It's one thing to know somebody like Jason or Freddy is hunting you. Right. Mm. It's another thing to know that death is hunting you. You know, uh, uh, you were saying mm. about uh, uh, the final destination. He just kicked me back that remember the the undertaker in there or the the um, mortician was the guy for Candyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, guy yeah, that yeah. starred as Candyman was the mortician. Ah, yes, yes. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> here's here's one right there for you. Every time I see that dude, he creeps me out. That's his point. <laughs> that is what he's there to do. Even when he plays like a good guy, he creeps me Which out. He does quite a few times. <laughs> you know, who some people find as a horror movie, even though I love that movie, it was a beautiful movie, Edward Scissorhand. Is that a horror? That was disturbing. It was disturbing. Uh, no, some people were frightened What's the of that director's movie. name again? Um, oh gosh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Everything he makes. Everything he does is like <laughs> just dark. Gothic. Um, James and the Giant Peach <laughs> some people oh, I know some people that will not grown people will not watch that I love Nightmare, I love Before, Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas that is such a charming movie yeah some people that are listening to this podcast are like you're sick <laughs> <laughs> no I don't I, I love his version of Batman <laughs> best Michael Keaton um, we're not getting into that love <clears throat> the Batman um, yeah but um, the aspects of horror for me which I say is what pulls me into horror. It's not necessarily the mystery of it all. It's the supernatural tendencies that you see and the fact of knowing, like, there's nothing much you can do about it. The thing of these things that are on a different plane of reality to you, something that comes from the seventh or tenth dimension, and you're just like, what can I do? There's yeah, nothing I can do. Stuff that you can't control. Exactly. Yeah. Things, scenarios you can't control whatsoever. And things that you see morphing out of things you are supposed to be natural. <coughs> Let me go into the anime section with a horror, as I say with the Dark Gathering, that I've mentioned a few times in previous podcasts. Dark Gathering, the aspect of it that gets to me is that you have 
spirits around us. You can't usually interact with it. Some people, as you hear, would say, yeah, spirit has touched them or they've seen spirits or things. Sometimes they wonder if they, as they say, sniffing swamp gas or something, I don't know. And you now have this girl that is going around to go and capture these very dangerous spirits. And you find out these spirits in this anime are linked to certain supernatural areas that are literally in the world today. In Japan. And you're just like, what kind of horror stories behind these um, places? And you're seeing these things unfold and they're kind of not go-necessary, but just that kind of creepy instance. For instance, imagine you're walking through a, a hallway, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And every time you reach to the end of the hallway, you're back to the start of the hallway. And by the time you reach the end of the hallway, you see a body part. You see a lung. You see two lungs. You see kidneys. Are they mine? <laughs> you hope they're not yours you hope they're not yours until when you keep on going through enough there's a whole dismembered body there and then it's coming out to grab you and then the thing that chopped it up is right behind you that sounds like a typical Japanese anime you know all this stuff that is like why why and then you hear these dying stories are actually things in Japan that people have experienced so I'm like yeah, you stay far from me and your stuff. Because sometimes you have to say, that, why do they always have these special um, shrines and rituals? They even have an event over there that items we have everywhere, over time, they gain a spirit by being around you and uh, interacting with humans mm-hmm. and so forth. They have rituals with it to quell these spirits and so forth. You put them in a fire, you give thanks to them and burn them. It's a ritual. Mm. actual ritual happens in Japan I'm just like so all these tables and so forth yeah but think of it think of it uh, when you think of real life now you have a house brand new nobody lives in that house you have a house the same age five years pass that house looks like is falling to pieces for whatever reason both of them don't have, it's not like you maintaining anything to your house but that house is like it's lost all its spirit or something Think about it. When you, you know, I've, I've, I've noticed something like that, you know. I, w- I was actually thinking about that sometime where you would see a house, nobody living in there, and it just runs down. Okay? Yeah, short However, however, you have a house and people live in there. It's not, they're not doing anything to really exactly. maintain the house. Exactly. But the house stays, you know, relatively in good condition. It, it doesn't come, like run down like the the house completely and i always wondered like what's the factor in there well i i like to lean towards more supernatural stuff Mm -hmm. right so that's how i choose to to interact with the world and interpret the world through supernatural means so i like to think that there's a like a life force energy that comes from us that affects the things in them that are around us and helps maintain them Mm -hmm. I know it may sound corny. No. But that's, that's kind of how I see it. Because a lot of people in Japan think that, they think this reason is a thing that happens in Japan. Well, I don't know other parts of the world, but I know it is a thing. You're not there. enticing me to go to Japan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because all that sounds like is the Japanese people tend to have more poltergeists than anybody else. Sir, do you know how much poltergeists do they have over there? I think it's a million plus. They have names for each one of them. Sir, listen to me. And when you watch these things, I listen to them. For every situation somebody could possibly die, they have a name and the type of spirit you can become. Again, my favorite one is Obume. What's that? A woman that died during childbirth. 
how, interesting. She how and many, the child. How many, words, how many words exist in the Japanese lexicon? Too much. Because um, I know English has like over 500,000 words. Too much. Um, and look, for instance, there's a ghost that if you are staring at a certain park and fall off the balcony at a certain time, Kyle, <laughs> oh, you you believe? Oh, okay. Kyle, you Google it. Um, but back on the on on the movie thing, right? You know, we've had we've been having like adaptations and so on of horror. What's what's the name again? Um, the video game, the most the Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. So Resident Evil is by far the most popular, the most recognized uh, video game. If you played them, of course. You played them, Remy? Yeah. Which most, ones? Um, I played two, um, four, and I think played two, four, and six. One and two. Were they scary to you? No. No. Well, no? two was two was when I was when I was young and I first played two. I was scared. I Definitely. cannot. I cannot that finish a Resident scary. Evil. Four was not scary. Four no. was. Four. I always felt like I was in control. <laughs> of mm. everything that's going on it's I think 4 is the best one because mm-hmm. the story and stuff is, is really good there. and the way the way you like gather stuff the way you upgrade your weapons and stuff like that is probably to me the best that they've done mm-hmm. and they had like a good storyline right to the end but it wasn't as scary as previous it wasn't as scary as like first playing Resident Evil it wasn't that kind of dark. Like I felt in two, the the corridors and stuff were just felt more narrow and mm-hmm. ominous, and things jumped out at you and stuff like that. Oh, the jump scares! I would say there was only one. There's only one boss kind of fight in in Resident Evil Four that was, you know, gets your heart rate going quite a bit, and it's the one where you have to. Uh, well, when you fight, you have to kind of figure out how to stop mm-hmm. them, but it's, you have to freeze them. Because mm-hmm. so, you actually can't do damage to them at all unless you freeze them. Holy crap! <laughs> so oh, it's to, a good game. It's a good game again. The game. So you have to run around and get the stuff and freeze them, and then eventually you kill them. But they really freaky-looking creatures, and that was the only time that really in that game really like pushes you a bit in terms of like fear. But wasn't wasn't Resident Evil Four more action yeah, oriented more than, action, the, than yes. others? And the bad guy was like wisecracking and so, so the little midget guy. Yeah. And he's like wisecracking yeah. at you all the time and calling you and like saying, oh, you're always getting in my way. Shake I'll get you next time. Get yeah. next time. So he wasn't really scary, even though he was like a, possessed by a parasite. <laughs> mm. I, I found 1, 2, and 3 to be scary. In various ways. One and two were like traditionally scary to me. Right. Um, they, they, the atmosphere had a big, big part to play with it. Along with the, the resource scarcity. Yeah. Right. You get a magnum. One shot can blow off a head. But then you only get six bullets. And you don't know when you'll ever get bullets for the magnum again. <laughs> you know. Um, when it came to Resident Evil 2, I think it was, you started to notice the patterns for the zombies, which kind of helped a little bit for me, but at the same time, didn't quite help. Like, if you killed 
four zombies in a row. The fifth zombie, wherever you encounter it, is going to be a runner. Mm-hmm. And those used to creep me out, you know, and they would respawn and, and, and that kind of stuff. So there's that. Uh, I can't say that I've ever completed a Resident Evil game by myself. I usually stop a certain way because I was getting, I mean, high daytime, Remy. <laughs> Sun up. I have music playing in the background. There's people walking around the house. And I, I get so immersed in it that it actually used to frighten me. I'm sorry. It, it, yeah, I'm sorry for who are listening to me with this word. They bored me. I'm terribly sorry. They bored you, guys? I was bored. Uh, listen to me. I started to dislike just games where you just shoot, shoot, and all that stuff. It just got to me. It just like... Uh, this it just feels monotonous. Just like, hey, headshot this or shoot this right away or run that way and so. It's just technically uh, just Halo and so forth with zombies. <laughs> to Hell, me. more and uh, more, I think you're a psycho. <laughs> you know what game frightened me, and I still uh, couldn't play too far into that game. Okay. Silent Hill. I'm terribly. I've sorry. never played Silent Hill. Silent Hill. It was a a, a, a real. Yeah, Silent Hill was scary. I only played two though. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. The first one messed up even st- let me tell you the games with as i hear silent hill and you have just this mist fog and so forth and you just walk in especially boy i'm glad i never had surround sound at that time you walk in and next thing you know game quiet and so forth, and you hear in your footsteps the character and the next thing you hear extra footsteps hmm. and your, your, your character you literally turn around your character and nothing in there and as you progress the steps uh, the more steps uh, you hear and i'm like wait what's going on here you know what that is? Imagine you playing that in surround sound and your speakers behind you at night and you hear something like that. You're like, nope, put down control, plug out. <laughs> that's the, um, I got a similar reaction to that. Like when I was playing Resident Evil and the doors, how they open mm-hmm. and they squeak. Yeah. Man, <laughs> that was chilling. But you have adrenaline rush at games, even game as simple as Persona 3. The music, the atmosphere, everything is nice and beautiful. That is scary. No, no, no. You see, that's not scary to you, but the adrenaline rush that I get when you're playing, in a, you're at the 13th hour, you're playing, and next thing you know, death is close. And you know you don't want to know what death looks like. I have that never encountered death. That is scary. That's, that's just an oh, adrenaline rush. Okay. You we're know talking about like actual He's getting scare. closer. All the game just keeps on the red light. He's getting closer. I'm like, where is this dude? Let me keep, let me hurry up with this stage. You know, it's just like, I do not want to ever encounter him. Uh, I, I haven't finished off the game as yet all these years later, but all the time I was playing, I was always just like, let me hurry up, find everything I need to find on this floor and do my best to stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Because you have an instruction book that says, if you meet up with death, run. If you know you ain't strong enough, run. So this tells me this is somebody you're not supposed to maybe tackle until near to the end of the game. And maybe even further than that, where you're, you're very high level boost, boosted. So I'm just like, no, I don't like those kind of aspects where, you know, something is creeping up on you and you can't see it. You don't want it might turn up on you. And it's not about jump scare. I don't like jump scares. Jump scares are, huh. Right now, movies are a lot about, these horror movies are about a lot of just jump scares, huh, epic mu- music, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, the, the reliance... I was watching the screen like... The reliance on jump scare to me is... is Overdone. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like it. <gasps> no, but no. I don't really find like modern horror to be um, that scary. Nope. And sometimes I don't even think they try to be scary. 
they try to shock you. That's go, all it is. They go for the cheap jump scares, yes, but mm-hmm. they try to shock you. Shock horror. And um, there's a lot of gore sometimes. Saw X, where people they said they had to give out puke bags in the theaters. I'm like, oh, give me a break. I think oh, it, okay. I think that like horror horror generally has a thing where you horror can be experienced a few times at most, I think. Mm. And then you get used to whatever is going on. So horror is for new people, new fans of something, younger people. New, whenever somebody's new to, to horror, mm. then it's the best for them because then they can experience that jump scare for the first time and really feel like the terror. Then they can experience that that horror moment. That's because at this point, I've seen like pretty much everything I think that they can possibly do. <laughs> That's I get what you're saying, and I think what what I would say to that is, I don't think there are like the persons who are doing these horror movies. I don't think they really truly like understand the essence of horror like real horror you know in order for horror to work as i said before you need that unknown element right you cannot frighten somebody with a horror movie people frighten themselves because they don't know they are fit you have to put in the gaps there mm-hmm. the, it's almost like empty spaces so that we can fill it with our own darkness and thereby scare ourselves. Right. And if you doing a horror movie and you don't create, or even a game and you don't create those spaces, right, then you're not scary at all. Right? Like you see Children of the Corn? Mm-hmm. That shit was scary because you ain't seen anything. <laughs> all you know is there's a bunch of little picking and that's some that's an element in horror that always creeps me out. Little children. Right, there's a bunch of little kids. There's a cornfield, and there's something that has take you if you go inside the cornfield. Boom, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you will see tall grass. Like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um. So, really, it's about your own inner yeah thing. I, yeah. I, I was just looking up. Uh, so you I can see. you can keep being scared of horror going forward. Um, if they make room for you to scare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so, uh, when we were there, I uh, talk about things that scare you. As I said, thing, people scare themselves with what they're watching. Now, I know a lot of people are very frightened of roaches. I was thinking about a movie that I saw. I didn't remember the name of the movie, but it's a 1970s movie from 1975, exactly. And I saw it on the movie channel when I was younger. The name of the movie I see is named Bug. What it was, the scientist that got fascinated by this giant breed of cockroach, two of them he found that came from deep uh, in the subterranean. And they had the power to create fire. <laughs> the spark of black matter and create fire. As time found, uh, uh, went past, you found out that the cockroaches were very intelligent. So he bred the cockroach with uh, regular roaches, and it created, of course, a, a large egg case of tons of these roaches. And these things were super intelligent. First thing they did, they said, okay, out with the old, in with the new. 
they just burned their original <laughs> progenitor to death. The roaches just mm-hmm. kept on sparking on it till it's dead. Then you see like the, the roaches made plots and plans. You don't hear their thoughts and so, but you see them moving a certain way and patterns and so forth. Till finally they were able to escape and um, <laughs> escape the, um, the confines that the scientists had and just wreak havoc. I think killing him, but it was just it was just creepy and that just him and these roaches and two, they mm? two things. <clears throat> um, there was a, there was a time period when we got a whole lot of these like animal bug related animal movies, mm. giant something, Sis. giant spiders, leeches, sp- arachnophobia. Hey, hey, arachnophobia. Hey, that is horror. <laughs> I hate large spiders myself. That is horror. That whole movie watching it was like, I didn't kill myself. I'm terribly sorry. Straight up. I'm not and even going to ask my question. That movie didn't budge the needle for me mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> <laughs> that movie frightened me just like, nope. Mm, I already was frightened of tarantulas and, uh, well, I don't know, horse spiders <laughs> and so forth. And I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen giant ants, right? Yep. I've seen, ants. I've seen... Ants that just ate people. They're not even giants. They're just normal ants. Yeah, right? and they're fire ants. I've just. seen um, Frankenfish. Well, that was, to me, felt more comedy than horror. Frankenfish? I've never Frankenfish. heard of <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you never saw Frankenfish? No, that, no. It's the fish um, that was just eating people in a swamp. This, no. this big hell of a fish. <laughs> Frankenfish, I've never heard of that. I think it was like a... A sci-fi original. Yeah. Had to be. I used like, to like shark, shark Nader and them stuff. Speaking of going back to what Glenn was saying, like you spend, you get your popcorn and you sit down and you yeah. watch your horror movies. <laughs> I, I used to watch like a ton of those movies. You just sit down on a Sunday, watch sci-fi, watch all this terrible back to back. Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible ones. Yeah, um, shark, shark, something versus. They had like. Shark Gator, yeah, mixed yeah, with okay, something so else odd. versus something. They had like the piranha one. There was a silly one with a shark that had two heads. Yeah, okay. you know, <laughs> Sharktopus, Sharktopus. <laughs> Another fun one at the time. Well, I think they, they I think sci-fi took it over the franchise over and created the series. Was Tremors? Remember yeah, Tremors? Tremors was, Tremors was Tremors, nice. Tremors was fun. <laughs> I loved that. I, I didn't find it too scary, but it but was, it was fun. fun. I yeah. loved that. Other people were hurt by the fact of that stuff. But I loved part one, part two. I never really watched three. And then they had the TV series, which was done by Sci-Fi, which carried it to the next level of evolution for these um, things. Funny enough, right? The, f- um, the first Tremor movie scared the living daylights out of my eldest son. <laughs> And he, he was like, at the time, I think he was like about 14 or 15. What? Yeah, he was about 14 or 15. And we were, um, it was like a, a family thing. We were talking and we were like, hey, um, you remember Tremors? Talking to my wife. Yeah, you remember Tremors? And my kids are like, what's that? I'm like, y'all, wait, y'all never saw Tremors? We watching Tremors. So we went and we found the movies in them. And we decided we're going to watch everything in order. Put on the first movie. We're watching it. And next thing, I see the boy fidgeting liquor, fidgeting liquor. But you know, kind of like what Remy was saying, you kind of trying, the machismo is there, you're trying not to, to think. And then there's that scene where they were like in Bert's basement. Yeah, it burst through the wall. And then it burst through the wall. Oh, Lord, that was it. <laughs> the boy lost control of himself. Uh, but it was fun, man. Yeah, Tremors was a good movie. They had a lot of fun sci-fi movies that weren't too 
see, it, they, they, it was horror, but it, people, you had fun in it. Because when those things come and pull you from under the ground and so forth. You know, it was another fun horror movie back in the day, which mm. was both comedy and horror at the same time, but fun and dark. Well, two of them. Vampire in Brooklyn. Oh, no, that was just comedy. You were <laughs> Eddie Murphy. That was comedy. But no. Um, Critters. Oh, yeah. Critters. Gremlins. Well, I'm not going to mention Gremlins. I find that more as comedy. Um, and uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I don't like clowns. <laughs> I don't like clowns. And that's not even me being extra or a meme. I just don't like clowns, see, see? bro. Yeah, I don't like arachnophobia for all those giant spiders and he don't like clowns. You know, that's the reason why I've never watched it. it? I've never watched it. <laughs> You never watched I've it. I've never watched it. Yes, you've never watched it. Also, um, in the theme of killer animals, mm-hmm. like Cujo with feral dogs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. oh that was oh, Man's Best Friend. My. Man's Best Word. Friend was a great movie. I always wanted to see them make a remake of um, Man's Best Friend. But in this um, lovey-dovey world, like, you can't do that with animals. Animals are your best friends. You can't show a dog ripping kids and male men to pieces. That's horrible. And there was a rape this scene you, in there. You this, can't show that. This YouTuber I was watching earlier today, he, he reviews games and, and stuff like that. And um, he said that he couldn't mention the name of a game because of the algorithm and blah, 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 blah. And he made a comment. He's like... If we ever needed confirmation that we live in a weird post-apocalyptic world, this is it. <laughs> wow. Wow. And as you were saying that, that quote came into my mind like, how did we get here? How did we, how did we get Don't here? Don't ask me, sir. How did they get there? We, we, in, we in this side of the world still so, where we are. I mean, so we, we've spoken at length about movies and we could probably go on forever about movies. I mean, we, we used to go to and rent videos like in neighborhood spot we've spoken about that place uh, a few times before good times um and i think one of the one of the nice experiences of going to a video rental whether it was dvds or video cassettes or whatever right it's th- there's always in a section a whole bunch of cheesy movies right <clears throat> so back then we weren't all too concerned about um the fidelity of movies and whether it's it's high class or if it's done properly or continuity or that blah 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 because all of us are now critics right we all know what the hell we're talking about all of a sudden but back then it it was pretty much okay for us to watch like really crappy movies because nobody cared you just wanted to be entertained and you would see like these really crappy you know b movies or c movies there with the weird prosthetics and the, the over overblown dramatic stuff yeah, and so on yeah you know like martians um something with martians what was that one when the when mars attacks or mars something attacks. like that mars attacks <laughs> if the mars attacks really a horror though, i think that was a comedy that was a comedy sir <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that you say that you know because when i went searching for um horror anime right because i was trying to compile the list of different types of horror media in and so on I was looking for horror anime and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's listed as horror that I don't really consider horror. Would you consider um, Vampire Hunter D a horror? It, it can no, come off. I wouldn't which, consider it which, a horror, but it is not I guess a horror. No, I can see, no, I can see the aspects of it that would come The darker law is vampire, sir. There's vampires. dark supernatural. It's vampire. But is that horror? 
Right? The things you saw in the... They'll put Queen of the Damned as a horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one long chop so that one. I'm not, no. That was just a, a movie. Yeah, it, it's weird. And... But again, there's certain aspects of it that people are terrified for and so forth. Again, there are certain, if you watch, if you remember the major scenes of Vampire Hunter D, like the creepiness of, you remember the part where D is underground and some kind of disintegrator kind of bog little creature that looked like actually the anything you touch it just gets disintegrated. You see that just getting closer and closer. He couldn't move because he was injured and his talking hand had to go and rescue him from that situation. Well, eat elements and so forth <laughs> to give him enough strength to go and fight it off. Those kind of things. That was horrific. For some people it would be because the, the tension and so forth and that kind of nasty looking thing that's coming towards you. So then the question is, what, what makes a horror a horror? Is it gore? Is it violence? Is it supernatural? Violence, is it a no. mixture? Violence, not necessarily. I will, okay, to use the word violence in the sense of you just using rage and anger, I would, if that kind of violent, no. <laughs> violence in the term of, yeah, I just see you. and like I just, scream one and two? And I just, I just, again, I just see you and just rip you into two for no reason. That, that's the dark stuff. That, that's the dark kind of stuff where you just, you just like, grab you and just rip off your head because... Just because. What do you think, Remy? What, what constitutes horror for you? <clears throat> um, I would agree with you on the point that there's a lot of things that I see listed under horror that I would not consider horror. Very much so. Like, for instance, monster is considered horror when I don't think monster is so much horror as it is like a drama. Mystery. But also psychological. Mm. Um, constituting horror for me would be it has to have some kinds of keys that gonna invoke terror in some in somebody mm. i mean i guess you could say like vampire hunter D may invoke terror in some yeah, people you got but in darkness, yeah. for me like terror would be like have you ever seen have you ever seen an anime like i think it's called japanese ghost stories or something uh, but no. it has a lot it's an anthology i think with a mm. lot of different yep but it's really frightening or junji ito Things. Yeah, yeah. That's horror Most famous to me. One. That's that's horror to me rather than you know Berserk. Berserk's not really a horror to me. People, but it's, 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 it's listed it's, as no, horror. It's, hold on, it's hold listed on. as horror fantasy. It has some. It has some moments that I some guess macabre if you, stuff. If you take out, if I take out myself, yes, that they would be horrific to a lot of people. Yeah. It has elements of horror, so I guess yes, those things have to come under the horror genre, mm. or you would list horror in. The hashtags when you're listing it. <laughs> but anime is like hey, Kenden and then kind of things. Um, there's literally there's so many things that um, there's like, I'm like, sure Akira sure has horror under it. Yeah. So so let's let's look at these things here. Things that you find in a horror movie. You find supernatural things. You find psychological. You find gore. You find violence. You find monsters. Okay. No, all of these things are also found in non-horror films. Yeah. Yep. So, what, a, what is it exactly that makes it a horror? At the this narrative point? pushed. I would say it's more of the narrative. What they're aiming for. What they're aiming to for. To scare you. To, if they're aiming to like scare you, or to make you put you in a sense of an uncomfortable dis state. Exactly, disturbing and just like wary of your environment and things around you and a bit of shock value to add what if 
Okay. What if it is um, like an ingredient? You need to have X amount of these different tags in there in order for it to be a horror. So you have to have monster, psychological, supernatural, or gore, supernatural, gore, psychological. Because um, what's that one by the, the, the key and peel guy? The one which with one? the get where, out, which one? Get out. <laughs> right? That would be considered a horror. It would be. It would be. Right. Was there gore? <laughs> psychological, supernatural? Get out. What was it? Was there gore in that? <clears throat> I, I have was, not seen it. I think it. it was mostly psychological. It was psychological. Mostly psychological. It's your mind. But it would be considered a horror. Yeah. It is a horror. It was a psychological horror. Psychological horror. Where's the ho- what's the horror element in that? The guy that was basically putting um, souls of white people into black people. The horror of it is, again, <laughs> the mystery of the world and such. The whole aspect that you have these people mm. that are now, you always hear racism and so forth in our lives, especially as black people ourselves. And now you are in a town where everybody seems to be peaceful, lovely and happy and nice. And behind the scenes, that old couple and so forth are watching you as the black guy that just walked in the scene like, mm, I like to ride that. And when I say ride that, you're like a Chevy. Wow. You're a car, you're a vehicle. They literally are going to go and transplant themselves into your body and discard their old self, their old white feeble self, which was just disturbing. And I was like, mm. and again, the whole aspect of that mm. movie that I was saying, one of the, the scenes that everybody always talks about, I saw that scene myself and I was like, Jesus, no, is when the girl, the, the woman said, get him, whatever. And you see the black man just come out of the darkness running to you like he named, <laughs> like he named Tron or something, just like, like a track and just out of the darkness just pure out of the darkness just like pacing himself that was just disturbing I'm like wait what there's a part of me that feel like that was racist a big running black guy well yeah it's a big running guy where he just comes running out of the darkness you know you're and the way he's like where he's like standing there and just staring just staring he's just presence just, yeah. just, like, just a guy yeah. running at you a black guy just running at you yeah. the way he just comes out you in the darkness out of that just full on sprint running and just like no that scene terrified a ton way, of people the way that is they try the the personality the the soul or whatever was not meshing properly mm. so it made them just act so creepy and erratic yeah <laughs> that's that, the horror was of it, it. Flash or, flashes or something Flash of uh, flashes. Well, it's the the memory of the the person who the person's body is starting to take back over. No, I know, but there was sort of th- the, there was things that could trigger that. Yeah. I think it was flashing. I think you couldn't. There they allow cameras flashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, the oh. guy was taking pictures. And yeah, when he did that, it the, caused the other personality to wake up and try to, yeah. to take back over. Almost like when you you're breaking a hypnosis. Yeah, almost like that. Mm. But it was it was it was yeah. <laughs> Listen to me, right? There are some dark aspects in some of these movies that, as again, my hit home, like, it makes you wonder. Like, first of that movie, Clone, which becomes more of a horror conspiracy kind of thing for some people, where you, the world is directly set up in a certain way that they want the world to be in this specific order and so forth. So you, your DNA and who you are, are caveat to the world to function in a certain way. They must have some representation of you. So if you die, they need to clone you back and then you will just live your life and just somehow just cause back the chain of events to continue happening to cause the world to either be in anarchy or whatever. 
And so a lot of people, that movie just came out this year, and a lot of people were just like, are they doing this? I, I in a group, and yeah, a lot of conspiracy freaks are in that um, dark group. And you see that I knew when that movie was coming, they would directly put the trailer of that. And then you see them start talk about that. And I was like, this is what they're actually doing and so forth. Don't let them fool you. And like, oh, Jesus. For me, the truly scary things are the things that could possibly happen. That was, um, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Uh, Stephen King. Stephen King has uh, a knack for doing that. You know you're reading a horror. You know it's some outlandish stuff. But he frames it in such a way where it is, it might happen. The last Stephen King book that I've read was one called Tommyknockers. Oh. You, you the, read that? The one where um, time, it had to do with time, right? That's the one with, no, no that was, no, that was the Langoliers. Sorry, never mind. Um, Tommyknockers, I know it. Tommyknockers oh, was, was the one where um, this dude went to visit his friend in a town. And he started seeing strange things happening in the town. Uh, the people were behaving strangely, as usual. Uh, and I think one of the things that stand out is the amount of batteries that the people use. They use batteries for everything. They don't really have like electricity per se, but they would construct okay. these things All around right. batteries and so on. And it turns out that there was a, a giant alien ship <laughs> mm. in the forest. And they would go and they would try and dig it up. Mm -hmm. They were mind controlled by the ship, right? Um, and it was changing them. It was changing their biology and everything. Yep. But the way that played out, man, that, that creeped me out. Creeped me all the way out. Yeah, but and I'm like, no, I, I can't. I can't keep doing this. I stop. But my favorite Stephen King book, hands down, has to be The Stand. You know, that post-apocalyptic story where the um, majority of the world's population was wiped out due to mm. some virus, mm. right? Uh, but some people survived it. And they were split into factions, persons who got, they all got dreams. And the factions they were placed in was based on who was the subject of their dream. If you dream of the old lady, you're apparently quote-unquote good. If you dreamt of the guy in the jeans jacket named Flag then you're part of the bad faction. And so you had this kind of um, walking dead scenario where people are just trying to find each other, rebuild civilization, and prepare for the inevitable clash between the two forces, right? Sci-fi did a, a good um, miniseries on that. I think it was a three, three or five um, episode miniseries on that. And last I heard, they were planning on rebooting it or something like that. Because they did release the, the book, I think about a year, two years ago. They released the Hopefully book again. Hopefully they didn't do it properly. Right. But yeah, you guys read Stephen King? Yeah, I've read some of the Stephen King's work in the past. Any other books stand out for you? Or, or actually scared you? Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> you say what you want. Um... There's a few, but I have to, I have to actually have to find to them. Set, check their names. <laughs> Next you let me say, oh, The Shining. Oh, no, no, no. that was fun. Oh, there was, um, uh, in high school, there was Fair Street. You read Fair Street? No. No? No. Dude, Fair, Fair Street was, no. was, was pretty I dope. Heard, I don't even heard of that one. Yeah, man. It's, it was like a, it was a, a series. Um, I think they even had... 
they even had a show on one of the networks. Um, but but Fair Street was like like this this street in, in it revolved around like this city or whatever. The stories ha- happened at random, and it was all sorts of weird weird stuff that happened. They had shows like that, like Erie, Indiana, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> You I know, haven't heard that name in years. Yeah, it's like all sorts of weird supernatural stuff would happen. There's a haunted house down the road and somebody get lost. Or uh, there was somebody who was in a coma for how many years? Or um, one of my favorites, um, the Cataluna Chronicles, which ended up being like three books, where this girl, she born with like a moon symbol on her head. And I think she died and her soul went into a car. Oh, oh, I think she went on a date or something and there was an accident. She died and instead of her spirit leaving, her spirit bonded with the vehicle. And I think she started killing people or something like that. It was it was almost like um like um a dark version of Herbie the Love Bug. No, no, Herbie the Love Bug, man. <laughs> the one, the one, the the one that Stephen King did with the vehicle that was killing people with the old man's soul inside there. That was also. Uh-huh. I think I watched that. Man, uh, some good things. Yeah, but funny enough though, I was there's a video game out where um, you your your main character has like a, a younger sibling, and y'all are running to Venice, and there's like a whole tidal wave of rats that you have to oh, try and escape. Uh, I know, I know, I know the game. You know the game, right? I know the game. Okay, I know the game. I do not. That concept is actually based on. I think one of, was it Clive Barker? One of Clive Barker's books, but it's a book called Rats, right? My wife gave me that book to read alongside the same one with the, the space stuff, with the tadpoles that ended mm-hmm. up eating people, right? But in there, it's like the story takes place in Britain, okay? World War Three happened. Everybody pressed their buttons and nuked each other. Mm-hmm. So we're in a post-apocalyptic landscape. And the world is now being run by rats, <laughs> right? So you, you just, it's, it's just about trying to escape rats and the rats move like a, t- what? James Herbert Domain. Thank you. James Herbert Domain. That's the name of the book. And dude, that creeped me out. I never read a book so fast in my life. It was like from, from start to finish, reading, page turner. The rats in them are chasing people. People are trying to hide. There's bunkers and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's how the, the rats ch- literally chew through anything, Kyle. Well, They're like nuclear, irradiated, empowered rats. They weren't breathing fire like your cockroaches in them. But They weren't breathing fire. The, the cockroaches They were sparks. like a tidal wave, <laughs> right? And they would just eat you in like seconds. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Man. Well, that's some good stuff. That's some yeah. good stuff. We are already over an hour, so we're wow. <laughs> we might have to wrap up <laughs> yeah, here and we'll continue with that yeah. um, discussion next week. Yeah. So essentially, I think all that's left is like the anime and stuff. And like I said, most of the anime, the, just like with other horrors and them that we watch, they can be broken down into different types of stuff. Most of them are gore, but there are some truly, you know, creepy stuff like the Junji Ito stuff, and we all know Junji Ito is one of the most famous mm-hmm. in terms of horror and that kind of stuff. Um, so this is where we go to recommendations now. So what would you guys recommend? Whether it's a book, a movie, 
you know, in terms of horror or just yeah, in general, on, in terms of you. horror. All right. For me, it's a movie that I had nightmares for until I one day, maybe three years ago, literally three, four years ago, was able to find what that nightmare was about. I just kept on seeing vivid images of these scenes from this movie. And it's a movie done by Buena Vista Disney. And it was made to be like a horror movie. And the name of that movie is... No, not that one. Not no, no. <laughs> it's the Watcher in the Woods. The Watcher in the Woods. That movie is so. Uh-huh. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. That movie is so messed up, and it's a Disney it's, again. Buena Vista Disney and so forth, and it's not rated a horror. It's just psychological horror. Yeah. The settings, the atmosphere, everything stuck with me since childhood. Come to years, I would just have vivid nightmares of it growing up. All okay. my life. All right. What about you, Remy? My suggestion is this has popped up quite a few times, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if here, but um, there's a lot of guys at this store up in Kentucky that I play magic at that suggest these things to me, and they suggested <laughs> this one, which was something's killing the children. Ah, yes. Oh, yes, really yes, yes. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> very dark, very gory comic. Mm. Um. I just, I'm just going to recommend it. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> just you, the, said, you said everything with the name. I, and I back that up as well. <laughs> right? It's crazy. Um, my suggestion, I actually have two. Uh, they're classic horror. So one is The Fly and the other is The Blob. <laughs> original one, please. People watch the original What's one. What's the they, original one? The, the new one is still sort of messed up, but original Watch the, watch the original one. So, yeah, that's it um, for another episode of the Beachside Nerds, where we are a bunch of nerds by the beachside chatting a bunch of crap to you Literally. Guys. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Right? I uh, hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you all in the next one. Peace out. Laters. Laters.